Welcome to the Lion's Roar Dharma Center podcast from Dona Darge Temple. This public talk by a student of Lama Yeshe Jinpa was recorded during a regularly scheduled Sunday service. So, you know, we all have already done what today's talk is about. We got up, we got dressed, we took showers or not, we ate or not, but we came to temple. So what have we done this morning that is something that is so important that the Buddha mentioned it as one of the six paramitas, one of the six activities of awakening that bodhisattvas do. It is also one of the steps on the Eightfold Path. And it's also the very last teaching, they say, that the Buddha gave. It's in his very last words before he died. So, anybody know? Right effort. Right. Right effort. So, right effort, and I'll go into that word because I have some problems with that word, um, is one of the six activities of awakening, and it pervades all of the other activities that bodhisattvas do. It is one of the steps on the Eightfold Path. And these, I, I googled um, the Buddha's last words, and this is what came up. This is three different translations. One of them is, well now, bukos, bhikkhus, which is the Pali word, I guess, for monks. My counsel is, experience is disappointing. It is through vigilance that you succeed. And by experience is disappointing, I think he's referring to samsara can be disappointed. It is through vigilance that you succeed. And the other one is, I exhort you. All compound things are subject to vanish. Strive with earnestness. And another more simple translation, all created things are impermanent. Strive on with diligence. So, there's some other words rather than effort. Um, the Pali word is virya, and we have uh, always seen it, I've always seen it translated as effort. And, you know, I grew up during a period of time in the 50s and 60s when, um, and I grew up with a very Calvinistic family. So effort was like this nose to the grindstone thing. Um, no joy at all, no imagination, no creativity, just mm, stick it out and get it done. So effort kind of doesn't sit well with me in terms of Dharma practice, actually. Um, so the translations that we just heard from the Buddha were vigilance, strive with earnestness, strive with diligence, I've also had other and seen other interpretations as eagerness, strength, courage, vigor. One I really like is perseverance, diligence. And there's always a, in, in the um, Eightfold Path, it's not called just right effort. It's joyful, joyful effort. So that word is associated with it. Um, so can you think of an activity that you do 
not necessarily Dharma practice, but an activity that you do, maybe athletic, maybe intellectual, you write poetry, maybe um, volunteer, maybe your actual job, that you really look forward to doing, that you know you really want to do, and what felt sense, what sense in your body comes up when you're thinking about something you really want to do and you get to go do? What comes up? Sure. Hmm? Joy. Joy. Energy. Hmm? Energy. There we go. Energy. Energy is the word that Lama Jimpa likes to use for effort. Um, and it is what it is that we need to continue working our way on the path. Working our way every day, day to day. So does that sound right? Does energy sound like a good word, a good translation to use instead of effort? I like joyful energy. Joyful energy. Enthusiastic energy, right. You're right. It's toasty in here. Why don't you pop that down a little bit? (laughs) Just the one with the down arrow, just hit it once, and it should come on in a minute. Um... He did it twice. (laughs) So, anyway, so that's what we're going to talk about, is we're going to talk about energy. So, I have something that happened recently to me that um, was, for me, a good example of what energy thing is. Um, Lama started this study program that a lot of people are doing. And as a caveat, I want to say I'm not doing the program because it includes a lot of writing and a lot of answering questions. But I am doing some of the readings. And I went into Darshan one time and and I had a little, I had a big project going on that is kind of coming to an end. And I said, you know, I've got a little bit of extra time. What do you think I ought to be reading? And so he pointed me to some of the books that are in the study program. And so I thought, okay, I asked, right? So, um, and it was kind of a chore. It was a should. Like, he told me how to do it, so I need to do it. I should do this. And I had to kind of gather some discipline together. I had to do some planning. And it was just kind of like, all right, let's get this thing done. Let's just, it was kind of a nose to the grindstone thing. You know, so let's get started on this. So my energy was a little tight. It was coiled. There was some resistance. And that was sort of at the beginning. But as I got into it, as I started reading, I found that there was a distinct change in the energy. There was, um, I got interested, first of all, I got engaged, I got curious, um, and I felt this sort of physical and mental um, relaxation set in, like that coiledness, that resistance, you know, I just kind of relaxed, it went away. Um, Some enthusiasm actually arose, and it was... um, Rather than being a should, it became a choice. Rather than a burden, it became, you know, an activity that I was looking forward to. So the energy, I mean, it started out a little tight. 
But then it changed, and I could actually feel it change. I could feel it change in my body. I could feel it change in my mind. So does anything like that resonate? Does that make sense? Have you had that happen, you know, in, in something it is that you're, you want to do or you're being asked to do? Um, effort starts out sort of self-conscious, um, almost externally imposed, right? And then over time it begins to shift and it kind of starts to bubble up. It kind of becomes um, an expression, allowing something to happen, allowing something to come out. So it goes from here to here. Anybody experience that? You're nodding. Let's share. I mean, I, I want to hear stories. If you can. I mean, you don't have to stories, but... Yeah, I know. In my case, what I experience is a back and forth. I mean, it might start out either way. It might start out as, I want to do it. Yeah, Peter, let me it see. might start out, I don't want to do it. Let me see. Next time, it might be, I want to do it. Next okay. time, it might be, I don't want to do it. But if I just keep doing it, you know, my fluctuations and my attitude don't really matter. So, so that's why I like the word diligence. But energetic diligence, maybe. But doing it whether I want to do it or not, you know, because I know that it's the better thing for me to do. You know, it's the, what I've chosen then, to do. Do you feel that it then, once you started, can you feel a change? Sometimes, not yeah. all the time. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it changes to I want to do it more. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't, it, in my experience, when I haven't practiced for a while, if I tell myself, okay, you can just sit there for a few minutes. You don't have to do all the, I do a lot of practices usually. You don't have to do all of them. You can just sit there for a little while. So I do that. If I do that for a couple of days, I'm dying to do all those other practices. Yeah. But if I do all those other practices every day, as I do, some days I don't want to do them. Right. And some days I do them and, I, and it changes while I'm doing them. And some days I do them and I don't want to do them the whole time. But it doesn't matter. Right. So anyway, that's my experience. Anybody else? Jen, right there. Uh, When I first came to this temple, I had a very flimsy meditation practice. And um, Lama, I think at one of the Sunday talks, he said, you know, for a long time his practice was six minutes. So just do six minutes. So I did six minutes, and I think I did six minutes for like a year. And um, the first, <laughs> the first um, month or two that I was doing it, it actually felt like torture. You know, like okay, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to sit and do it. Um, and then it was okay. You know, he announced the Sunday. Okay, and uh, you guys can do twelve, right? You can do twelve. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can do twelve. So I would. I started doing twelve, and it was okay. It was a you know not. you know it was okay and then you know months went by and I was doing 12 you know and I think he announced a a couple months ago hey what about 18 so Mm -hmm, now I have an 18 and it reminds me of when I um, used to run which I don't do anymore because of middle aged knees but um, uh, it was similar it was like okay we're going to walk for a mile 
okay, that was kind of sucky, and okay, we're going to do two. Now we're going to do five. Now we're going to mm-hmm. now we're going to run every other day, and uh, the diligence, and and actually that's a perseverance thing for pers- sure. Perseverance, yeah. and yeah. then having the f- the faith and trust of our teacher, who I can see has practiced, you know lineage dharma for 50 years and um no so i know that uh if i stay the course it's going to result in this uh, this thing yeah and then feeling wow that was great why why didn't i just do it before yeah (laughs) but it's the gradient stages of of understanding and seeing and you know now i'm working on 18 and that's a great segue into the next point i was going to make go ahead and just turn it off yeah um and what dirk was talking about is energy does that it ebbs and flows comes and goes sometimes you know it's just it's just right there you're you're very enthusiastic and other times it's just blah. and some of us do it anyway which is what noel was talking about and sometimes you don't do it but if you do it anyway it really it really makes a difference it really makes a difference and i think one of the characteristics that um is maybe a driver behind energy is aspiration so a minute ago you know i was asking um is there something that you do that you really like to do when you can feel the energy come up which is like writing poetry or going skiing or you know riding your bike or something like that so but we also have individual aspirations and now I'm talking specifically about Dharma. What do we long for? What really matters to us? What is our aspiration? What creates that kind of eagerness or perseverance or determination? Maybe things like I want to be happier, I want to be less unhappy. I want more contentment. I want better relationships. And that maybe this is a path to accomplish that aspiration. Does anybody have an aspiration that is sort of like that? Does anybody want to be happier? Yeah? Does anybody want to be more content and less suffering? So aspiration is a really big, big piece of this. What do you aspire to? Why, why are we doing Dharma practice? There's sort of this, I've, I've seen it and I think maybe we have all experienced it. Um, we come to the practice and like we're really initially really excited. Oh wow, this is definitely what I've been looking for. This is really gonna make a difference. Um, and then we start a little meditation or we start a little studying or both. Uh, we listen to some teachings, maybe get involved in some temple activities, you know, any combination of that kind of thing. And for the first week, two, three, four, five weeks, we were pretty excited, we're really engaged, and then, you know, things just kind of start to wane. So it kind of peters out and so like why does that happen maybe one of the challenges with energy is that we don't know where to direct it sometimes we direct it 
someplace that isn't really helping? Um, are we directing it? Let's say that we want to meditate first thing in the morning. But you know, I just can't roll out of bed and sit right away. I just can't do that. I can't control my thoughts. I just cannot control my thoughts. My mind are all over the place. I'm not good enough. I just can't do this. I just can't do this. So is our energy going towards some version of that? Some version of I'm not good enough and I can't do this. Anybody ever experienced that? Sure. All of us, right? One of the things about Dharma practice that Lama really, really emphasizes is the need for support and the need for encouragement and friendliness towards ourselves, towards others, but starts with towards ourselves. Support and friendliness towards ourselves. You know, sometimes um, maybe let's say that we've heard that the best time to sit is right out of bed in the morning, first thing. And you know, that just doesn't frankly work for me. You know, I've tried that. That doesn't work for me. What works for me is a nice long stretch, fix a cup of tea, and maybe after about five or ten, I've got to take the dog out to pee and feed her. And about ten minutes later, then I'm ready. So a little modification. Getting to know yourself. Getting friendly with yourself right out of bed doesn't work for me. What does work for me, and a little trial and error, and you figure it out. But there's the perseverance, right? And there's the taking care of yourself. There's the support for yourself. Not that I can't do this, I'm not good enough, my mind's all over the place, but Okay, what does work? What does work? Moderation, trial and error. Day to day, kind of reminds me a little bit of recovery, right? Day to day, moment to moment awareness. It's also a a sort of a thing of knowing ourselves, knowing what our health condition is. You know, knowing whether or not we've gotten enough sleep And today I'm not going to be able to do a half hour, but I might be able to do 12 minutes. I just didn't sleep well last night. Um, Knowing what our nutritional needs are, what our sleep needs are, what our exercise needs are. You know, knowing ourselves, getting in touch with ourselves, being friendly and kind and caring to ourselves. Putting our energy there, not that I'm not good enough and I can't do this. Does that resonate? Okay. Another challenge with energy is knowing how to regulate it, how to pace ourselves. Noticing um, when we're also striving for quick results, we want immediate gratification. Lama always, always, always says what? Turtles win the race, right? He always says that. So, and you know, 
we've all, has everybody sort of had a little bit of experience with turtles? I mean, turtles, I mean, they're cool. They are. They're really, they're, they seem, and even in animated films and stuff, they're like these kind, considerate, thoughtful, wise creatures, right? Um, there's kind of a thoroughness about them. You know, they kind of stick their neck out. And then they look that way, you know, and they're just kind of, they're just kind of in themselves, right? They're not, they're not like a squirrel. They cannot be hurried. No, right. And they don't want to be. They're not out dashing and then collapsing, right? Like, you know, like a puppy or something. They just collapse for a half an hour after 20 minutes of running around. So pacing ourselves, that's really something to look at. You know, in Dharma practice, do we want, again, people, um, and we've all experienced this, I don't know what this means. I need to know this. I need to know that. I have to understand this right now, right now. And no, we don't. We don't need to know it right now. We don't need, with a lot of words, a lot of, of, of unfamiliar vocabulary when you first start any kind of a practice, any kind of a class, physics, right? Lots of stuff is unfamiliar, and you don't need to know it right now. You do need to know it piece by piece. You build. Gradual. Turtles win the race. So pacing is really important. And finally, yeah, see, it's cold, I know. (laughs) So finally, um, there's another piece that Patty talked about a few weeks ago and Andrew talked about last week or the week before when he talked about doubt. And what I'm referring to is confidence. There's another little piece, I think, in this, this effort thing that is confidence. Um, having confidence in our ability to persevere, having confidence in our ability, in our determination, having confidence that, you know, we're going we're gonna to succeed piece by piece, little by little, and not being tied to a particular outcome. I mean, we don't know exactly where we're going with all of this, but having confidence that it's going to be a good thing, having confidence that we can do it, um, having confidence over the long haul, even if the short haul is a little painful, Something's not really right on right now. But in the long run, it's going to be okay. It's kind of like the study program. Has anybody had any experience in terms of confidence with the study program? I mean, we're studying some stuff that is, is, you know, kind of out of our comfort level. How comfortable are we being out of our comfort level? How confident are we when we're out of our comfort level? Mm 
you know that's 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 a piece of it i mean i, I it's it's so personal it's so individual this effort thing this energy thing it's very individual so without self-confidence though what happens is you know stuff happens and we get overwhelmed we get scared we get discouraged we get doubtful we get disappointed and then what happens with our energy level when all that happens when we're disappointed when we're doubtful when we're discouraged we're putting we can put our energy level into something like oh i'm sad i'm afraid i'm upset i'm angry so our energy can go there or maybe we can redirect our energy we can notice that and we can direct it redirect it say okay yeah i'm scared right yeah i'm upset i'm angry but i've got the confidence and the courage and the stick-to-itiveness and the perseverance to keep on not give up it's a little tough right now tough times right now we've all gone through tough times right now and then you know so you adjust you adjust you stay in touch with your energy level and you adjust Does any of that ring a bell? Does does that does that make sense? Can you see how 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 close to ourselves we need to be? We need to be very close to ourselves. Oops. I'm seeing nods. Anybody got stories? No? Yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. It's all right, Noelle's the only one with stories. I don't know. <laughs> uh, this talk is so well-timed for me, Susan, uh, because uh, mothering two small children being almost 50 is like a real... Uh, I know there's, there's a couple of other... Uh, it's on airplane mode. It shouldn't be. Um, there's a couple of other... Uh, Parents in the sangha, and there's some older parents in the sangha, so I know they know what I'm uh, what I'm saying. But um, so one of our Ellen told me early on. She said, "You know, your uh, Dharma practice may suffer a little while while <laughs> you're parenting," and that was really helpful to hear because I want to be like, "Yes, I'm going to do it every morning, and I'm going to do my Tara practice and my." seven limb puja and my 12, 18 minute shamatha and I'm gonna read the study program and then I'm like getting up in the morning with my alarm clock going, I'm, I'm totally dead. <laughs> I'm totally dead, I can't get out of bed. And then that, <coughs> that little like <coughs> self-critic comes in mm-hmm. and goes, oh, you're not really practicing dharma. You know, you're not really a dharma practitioner, you're not. And then, it, and then there's like, okay, so, I'm going through menopause and crying. <laughs> if you if you come to this temple for any length of time, you'll see me crying here while I'm. So here I go again. Anyway, it's all good. So um, uh, and then and then it's like this, the self critic is like, oh yeah, you're not you're not doing it. You're not going to do it. So hearing these things like you know, 
there's no do, only try, or diligence, or being kind to yourself, and mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, redirect your energy. Yeah, yeah, just notice it, though. You have to be very close to yourself to see that. Oh, not good energy there, folks. You know, wake up. I don't know, there's this old story, like there's, you got, you got, um, I don't know, I don't remember, like a wolf and a lamb in your head, you're nodding, you know the story I'm going to talk about, and which one wins, like you got a good guy and a bad guy, good girl or bad girl, which one, which one has the strength, which one has the power, it's the one you feed, it's the one you feed. Right? I mean, it's just really, really very simple story and really true. It's the one you feed. Doug, back there. No, I, this is very helpful to me, too. I really appreciate it, Susan. Because um, I struggle with this not doing enough um, and, and having that little critic a lot. And I've been focusing um, recently not on what I'm not doing with my practice, but what I am doing with my practice. And maybe it's not sitting in a formal posture as long as I like, but maybe I've, I've shown some kindness to people and, and things that I've done that the Dharma has helped me to learn about, the bodhisattva part of the Dharma. And if I can focus on some of those things that I've been doing instead of what I've not been doing with reading or sitting or whatever. It's, well, how am I reacting to the world? Am I, am I doing it in a positive way that I want to do? And um, that's been very, very helpful Good. Good. To, to keep the energy flowing and keep the positive um, desire to keep going. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, for me, the um, thought about time was really helpful um, because a lot of us put uh, these finite things on. I gotta try and be enlightened by this day, or I gotta do this, or I gotta do that. And realizing that time in and of itself is not solid on its own, and that we're in this for eons, it was like, oh, that's like a weight off my shoulder. This might take a long time, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who can fathom eons? Yeah, turtles right? live a really long time, right? <laughs> you know? So yeah, we got a long time. Fourteenth Dalai. The reason that Dalai Lama. I mean, I always am amazed at the brilliance. I mean, the absolute brilliance of these, some of these individuals. Well, he's the fourteenth. Like you know, he's been accumulating. So. We're not any different. Anybody else? Back there? James? Thank you. It is getting a little cold, by the way. <laughs> what? Oh, they're cold. <laughs> All right, turn that thing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay, I didn't come for my comfort anyhow. So. Um, I grew up kind of like you did uh, with diligence. Uh, my father, uh, he, uh, he was a drill sergeant. So oh, you goodness. can imagine 
the level of diligence and perfections that, that I was raised with. And uh, so, you know, life hasn't been that challenging in that aspect for me because that was indoctrinated into me at a young age. However, uh, what has been problematic is I have this idea, I want to achieve these things, which is usually based in some sorrow, right, and something that really isn't going to bring any lasting happiness. And then I work really hard to get to those things, to find that I missed all these things along the way mm -hmm. to get to the thing that I have, and then I don't even enjoy the thing I have because I haven't built that strength, right? I've just built the perseverance and the diligence strength. So this year I've tried something a lot different, which is just to slow down and enjoy the day and follow the energy where it takes me. So yesterday I'm with a friend, I'm in Fair Oaks. We're walking around by the, uh, they have that uh, outdoor amphitheater, looking at some of the flowers out there, and there's a rock, beautiful hand-painted rock. And I thought, that's kind of an odd thing. What's that doing there? And I look, and somebody has actually placed this intentionally to be found as part of like this Easter egg thing to get people involved in these rocks that they paint and put around. So that's my story. Yeah, yeah, and you wouldn't have seen it, right? Wouldn't yeah, it. yeah. Thank you, drill sergeant. Whoa. My dad was a principal, and I thought that was bad. <laughs> okay, so aspiration. Pacing ourselves, directing our energy to things that are make us confident, that make us believe in ourselves. I mean, you know, you, you've all heard this. This is all self-help stuff. But if you think about it in Dharma terms, not in self-help terms, but in Dharma terms, this is training. This is training. This is training our minds. This is training our hearts. This is strengthening. This is building our courage. This is building our enthusiasm. This is training. Effort is, after all, you know, not something that is um, not always easy. It takes training. So there's a last piece that I wanted to touch on, and Mom has been talking on Sundays. Maybe we want to turn one of those mics off. Um, Lama's been talking on Sundays about Shambhala, which is the vision of the enlightened society, the vision of the enlightened community. And so I was thinking, all right, so how does energy play into this vision of Shambhala? How does our personal energy add to this vision of Shambhala? So maybe it comes down to energizing our immediate activity, putting our attention and our energy into our immediate activity. For instance, let's say that it's Sangha service, and we've got stuff that needs to be done here, like every day, 
and we've got some, and we'll do some announcements in a minute. Um, we've got some special stuff coming up that's definitely going to need some energy from a lot of people. And when we dedicate that energy to these activities with friendliness and joy and enthusiasm, we're sharing our energy, right? There's reciprocity. We give it out, we get it back. It's generosity, it's reciprocity. It's wholehearted. So, it, you know, it's, it's energy is very, very personal, but it's also extended out. You know, the, the, what, the rock in the pond thing, you know, skipping a rock. It's like that. So that's all I have to say. So does anybody have any other comments? If not, oh, yes, back there. I've spoken to uh, Lama and Darshan about this, but this is my view because we all have aspiration and then there's always means tomorrow or I want to be this or I want to be that. And I think that that, to a certain extent, can be self-defeating. And that, um, <clears throat> pardon me, practice should be an end in itself. Mm-hmm. We should take joy in our practice and and even though we have aspiration practice should be an end in itself or it be be a um take satisfaction take happiness energizing the immediate activity yeah and that that's really our our goal is to yeah. um enjoy yeah uh, thank you uh, yeah yeah right right the path is the goal every day is the goal every activity is the goal yeah, thank you. Yeah, good, good perspective. This has been a Lion's Roar Dharma Center recording. For more information, visit lionsroardharmacenter.org.